Hello all, this is Vasant and with me is the usual group of Ramakrishnan, Vijay Kumar and Anand. Welcome to the second episode of the ICC 2023 World Cup series from the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels team. In the previous episode, we talked about the teams from Afghanistan, Bangladesh and the Netherlands and what our perception is about their prospects for the tournament. In the case of Bangladesh, our focus was less on the cricket but more on the theatre that seemed to be around their team all the time. In this episode, we start off with a former World Cup champion, Pakistan. Just a month ago, given the form they were in, Pakistan was one of the favourites to make the semi-finals. But between indifferent performances in the Asia Cup and the loss of one of their star players due to injury, the expectations might have been tempered. We will then move on to preview the Proteas, who suddenly seem to have got a lot of momentum thanks to a terrific series win over a very good Australian side. And we wind up this episode with a discussion about another former World Cup champion, the Sri Lankans. Over to Vijay to take us through Team Pakistan. Thanks, Susan. Hello, everybody. Uh, Yeah, Pakistan. So, for once, I think this is a team that cannot be given the tag of peaking at the right time. I think for once they have peaked too early. They were at such a role coming into the Asia Cup, which was uh, so un-Pakistani. Right. Yeah. In fact, they were number one in the ODI charts, and that was a good place to be a confidence booster coming into a big tournament like the World Cup. But no, so it has been a fall from number one. India took over that position, and then they haven't had any significant wins. They they beat like uh, Nepal and Bangladesh, but then lost uh, to India as well as Sri Lanka. And even the warm-up game, although they put on a decent score, they still allowed the others to chase it. Albeit no Afridi in that bowling lineup. So it looks like a case of playoff titus, as I like to call it. They have, I think for a long time now, been losing crunch games that, that are you know, knockout games. And it is that baggage that this team is carrying into the ODI World Cup. Leading up to the tournament, like Vasan mentioned, big blow. Nazim Shah is out. Great foil to Afridi. And with Nazim Shah's shoulder injury, now a lot has to be borne by the shoulders of Shahin Shah Afridi. So the team is going to be Afridi. Be very Afridi for this tournament. Now, prediction-wise, right? Yeah, they're not in a good place. But then again, when has Pakistan all started a tournament? Yeah, a good place. So a settled batting lineup, I would say, in the sense that we have a good number three and four, but they want their openers to come to the come to the party. So for me, Fakhar Zaman has been like the Mohammad Afiz of late, right? There's so much talent, so much trust in what he can achieve. But after those back-to-back centuries, very little after that. That that kind of form loss is not something that we can go into a tournament with. So he needs to come to form. But if the top four kind of start working out, then it kind of gives license for the middle and lower order to go bang for buck, which they haven't been able to do for a few games now. 
then I keep coming back to the fact that they are having this uh, play of Titus. Seems to basically be a trait with any team that is that has green jerseys, I would say. Maybe Vasant will cover it more when we talk about South Africa. <laughs> but uh, here we go. So let's look at how they typically start some of their more uh, successful World Cup campaigns. 92 is sort of their uh, gold standard, right? Came from absolutely nowhere, Tigers in the corner and whatnot. Ended up with uh, Imran Khan uh, doing some uh, real estate marketing towards the end, completely forgetting about the people who won the cup. <laughs> but they went in, they, they found Inzamam at the right time. And maybe a trivia question, like, Wakar Yunus didn't play that World Cup. Anybody knows who replaced him in that World Cup? <laughs> we, we can Google and come to it towards the end. Keep <laughs> no, no. I don't think he ever played after that. So, Wakar Yunus didn't play 92 and then somebody else replaced him. So, let, let's come to that Nah, nah, nah. I think you'll be hard-pressed to find this guy. Unless you look it up. Then 99 was their other big success. I mean, Taylor made for the English conditions kind of a team, right? The Akram-led team. And they found again, like, this Swiss Army life kind of uh, guy in... Oh my God, his name is missing me. Uh, he came... He, he can bowl, he can bat at uh, number three. Mechanic by day trade. Who am I talking about? Ah, oh, Sorry. Abdur Razak. Oh, Abdur Razak. Yeah, yeah. They found Abdur Razak from nowhere. Uh, yeah, he was a mechanic by trade. <laughs> they found him from nowhere, brought him in. Could bowl his 10 overs, could bat at number three, could change the tempo of the game or play slow and hold one end. So, yep. an amazing. This other guy, thing. too, right? Azar Mahmood. Azar Mahmood was a find, yeah. Probably a guy. Uh, who managed to play the IPL longer than the other Pakistanis. <laughs> yeah, so that that was that interesting, probably the last big campaign that they had, right? And then they, they have come into this campaign with some strong performances in the recent past, well, a slight dip. My 11 uh, for this Pakistani team, and we can kind of discuss this. The main reason, I'll, I'll give you a little bit around my thinking here. They want to have an experienced top order so they can allow more bowling options, which they need to tackle different batting lineups that they will field. So, my 11, Fakhar Zaman, Imam Ulhaq at the top, Babar Azam, of course, and Rizwan. So, with Babar Azam and Rizwan, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's like, it's like they always want to play together. T20, the two open, in one day, they shift two places, and I think in test, they sh shift one more place, right? <laughs> so, seems to be the core of their batting, for all good reasons. Then, the good find for them could very well be Shakil, translating his red ball success to white ball. Then, a bunch of all-round players, Aga, Salman, Shadab Khan, and Wasim, Amon Wasim. Then, we have the bowling options, Afridi and Rav. And I wanted to throw in their leggies. They've always done well with the leggy on the side, so they might be tempted to include Usama Mir in their opening lineup. A good foil for Shadab and Aga for slow bowling options. So that's my 11. What are you guys thinking? I was trying to pull up the Pakistan-New Zealand warm-up game that happened in Hyderabad. I don't know if you were following it. 
Pakistan scored 345 with Muhammad Rizwan scoring 100 and uh, South Shakil scoring a 75. Babar Azam also scored a 80, 345 or 50. I saw all the Pakistani fans like rejoicing only to be beaten by Rachin Ravindra who opened for New Zealand. That was a spectacular turnaround. I did not know Rachin Ravindra opened batting. Uh, I don't so think I'm, even he knew. Even he knew. <laughs> so I'm curious to find out what happened to the bowling there. Are the two missing bowlers, is that is that what is causing Pakistan or they just didn't turn up yesterday? I don't know. No, that was I interesting. Think, yeah, I think one of the issues that they are having is their spin bowling lineup is weak. Usama Mir hasn't played much. They have Shadab, who is okay. Other than that, there is Chacha, who's just a part-timer. And Aga Salman, I guess, is another part-timer. And that's about it. Once their trio of fast men is broken, it becomes a weak bowling attack. Now, these guys always rise to the occasion. Mohamed Basim is a pretty decent uh, bowler. But... I don't know what happened to some of the others. There's this guy called Hasnain, Shanaz, Dahani. All these guys are missing. And They brought uh, back Hassan Ali, right? So, yeah, they actually decided to pick Hassan Ali into the squad, right? Instead of uh, Shanawaz uh, Dahani, I think that is his name. Whether Hassan Ali will play or not is a, is a question mark. But the fact of the matter is that none of these guys are a good enough replacement for Seam. So, I mean, they, they are going to, in all likelihood, play Shaheen Shah and Harris as the two pace bowlers who must play. And then they'll probably slip into using Mohamed Vaseem as the third pacer. And then like a, a motley crowd of uh, random spinners who just won't be good enough uh, on the sort of pitches that we are talking about. In fact, that is what led to that popular joke, right? The easy joke. Somebody told him, why aren't you picking somebody like Kuldeep Yadav? And he had to come back with it because Kuldeep Yadav plays for India. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that none of the Pakistani spinners have as good a record as, as Kuldeep does, particularly the ones they picked. Shadab's been found out, I think. And that other guy, the left-arm spinner, Nawaz, he's not the same after that famous game. After when, that when, white ball. Oh, the white ball. <laughs> the white ball, right? He's not in the same sense. So, yeah, I think Pakistan does have a bowling problem. And I think, Anand, to your question, I mean, yeah, Afridi not playing today is a point, but they allowed New Zealand to score 350-plus. Yeah. With, with Rachan Ravindra scoring uh, uh, like a 120 strike rate or something, right? 134, yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody in New Zealand's team except CSK Conway scored runs. Uh, Conway was out first ball duck. But everybody else scored. <laughs> and they all retired hurt to let the other guy come and bat. Kane Williamson? Yes, he played. did. Yes, yeah. He scored a 50 so and Kane is able. It is, he's not unable to play in the first <laughs> no, no. He, he did the impact player rule. Only okay. batting. Oh, he did that. So he's their rider in this game. I was worried. Given that they're starting their campaign in Hyderabad, they might recall Shoaib Malik. <laughs> Please come, sir. <laughs> you can visit your family as part of this campaign. <laughs> But thankfully, they didn't do that. <laughs> no no mm-hmm. longer family, by the way. They are uh, separated. Page 3 trivia, but let we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me informed of all these things. Otherwise, my jokes don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I have one change from your 11, Vijay. Rather than Aga Salman, I think Chacha will play. That is Iftikar Ahmed, for those who don't. 
that guy can score at will then he can bowl a few overs i think uh, the other one to look at would be fakhar zaman because fakhar zaman is struggling in terms of form and therefore abdullah shafiq who by the way has had a wonderful test career could be a possibility top of the order but the problem yeah so he can open with imam ul haq in that sense so that is another possibility i would think yeah for what it's worth fakhar zaman did not play in that warm up game ah okay he he so, didn't play any of the games uh, before the tether i mean he was in the squad he carried a bat into the middle and came back but he didn't play <laughs> <laughs> oh dear pakistan is pakistan at least before the asia cup i thought these guys were red hot and they were actually a contender for the world cup but after that 228 run loss and the way they played against sri lanka i'm not so sure anymore Yeah. Oh, so prediction wise i think they are going to be hard pressed to make the semis or at least they'll be jostling with three other teams for that fourth semi final spot as i see it they may have lucked out in terms of location because they got bengaluru two games and they got kolkata two games so at least uh, their uh, fast bowlers will be in play Correct. Now, I mean, they, their locations are based on whatever uh, restrictions are imposed, right? So it's two in Hyderabad, mm-hmm. I think one or two in Chennai. So and in Bangalore too, they have a banana peel in Chennai. They are going to play against Afghanistan in Chennai. Yeah, yeah, that that is right. tailor made for slow bowlers. So yep. I think. So and these guys, they don't play spin well, and Noor Ahmed. Rashid Khan, uh, Mohammad Nabi, and whoever that fourth guy is, whom we named, right? Yeah, he opens. Mujib, Mujib, Mujibur Rahman. Yeah, these guys are all. They can do a lot of damage, right? So interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts uh, about Pakistan? I mean, they have. they play against australia and new zealand in bengaluru right that could also be against them actually they their bowling attack in a small smallish outfield yeah. right down ground right yeah. um, bowling against glen phillips in bengaluru is not fun yeah yeah and then they let glen phillips roam around in the outfield he'll cover everything from point to uh, <laughs> long off one catch <laughs> yeah so it's um, Yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I anyway. mean, look, they came into the Asia Cup very highly regarded, number one ICC rank. Unfortunately, the Asia Cup didn't go well for them. They've just been sort of downhill. They've lost key players. So yeah, it's kind of not looking good in 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 at least in my eyes. But one thing is for sure, ICC and BCCI would like them to do well and reach the final along with India. Yeah. Ah. Once that happens, they don't need to collect any revenue for the next five years. They are done. <laughs> even even a semi-final will work, right? At the final at Motera, hundred thirty thousand people. Yeah. Well, they anyway getting a game at the Motera with hundred thirty thousand people. Multiply that by two, and one being the final. So that I think is where we are, with Pakistan. We go to the first Southern Hemisphere team, the South Africans. The South Africans have been looking off color for the last few years. I mean, they've been poor in the last couple of World Cups, especially the last one. Some stalwarts have disappeared. 
the coaching staff seems to be changing every so often. Then they have these transformation targets. Right. And then by mistake, if they get to anywhere near a crunch situation or a playoff, we all know what happens. So it just has not been working for them, notwithstanding a lot of individual talent. I think the nadir for them was losing to Netherlands in the T20 World Cup. That was unpardonable. But the series at home in Australia might have changed things a little bit. It started poorly, but we saw some nice batting, especially from Temba Bauma and a few others. And then they won three in a row. So I think they suddenly got a lift and a lot of confidence to go with it, which actually seems to help and is coming through in their uh, desire to do well in this World Cup. They did lose Norkia and, and Magala. I don't think Magala is a big loss. And there's this new guy called Kodzi, the JSK boy. He's very, very quick. And maybe they have a replacement. So a pretty decent squad. Seven batters. Markram, more than a handy bowler. And Klaassen and Decock are top-notch wicketkeepers. And I don't think anybody wants to bowl to Klaassen and Miller in the last 20 over of an innings. Sure. Because that might be a, just a bad day for them. Bavuma has been batting well. QDK will win them a game or two. The problem though, where are those all-rounders? South Africa was known for producing all-rounder after all-rounder after all-rounder right from the great Kallis. From the time they were uh, re-admitted. Brian McMillan. Klusner. Klusner, of course. Yeah. And now what do they have? They have two bowling all-rounders. One is Marco Janssen, who is more a bowler, less a batsman. And then Peflo Kwayo, who is again more a bowler, less a batsman. And not as good as Janssen in both departments. And that is the problem. You have a squad without all-rounders, it's going to be very, very tough. The spinners, they're bowling well. Both Maharaj and uh, Shamsi. My playing 11 for the first game, Bavuma, Decock, Van Der Dusen, Markram, Miller, Klaassen, Janssen, Maharaj, Kagiso Rabada, Kodzi and Shamsi. Three quicks, two spinners plus Markram, which is reasonable. And I don't know, they might want to play Peflokoy ahead of Kodzi because that'll give them some more batting. But Kodzi can dismantle batting lineups pretty comfortably. Lead up, last two years, largely ordinary. 2022 was very indifferent. Not to mention the number of games they defaulted because they wanted to play their SAT20 league. They sent weaker teams. It was a bit of a mess. And even the beginning of this year was a mess. But the last three games is when I think we get a more accurate representation of what that team is. They've missed out on one of their warm-up games. It got washed out. Prediction-wise, I don't think they're very strongly favored to make the business end of the tournament. They are definitely a dangerous outsider. In my mind, a lot is going to depend on whether Rabada is going to bowl like the Rabada of the previous year's IPL, not the last two, but before that. And Shamsi, how well he bowls. They have a balance problem. Janssen at 7 and Maharaj at 8 is not exactly much of a batting lineup. They have what they have. So my take, playoffs, very unlikely. The top six there though, oh my God. If any three of those fire, they might end up winning that game. Any two even. 
any two even, right? I mean, if David Miller shows the any kind of form that he showed for the Titans this year, which he's already starting to show, I mean, the pitches stay true, he's going to just hit through the line, right? No, the sort of un- underrated player there, to a certain extent, is Vanderdessen, right? So, I yep. think he averages well above 50 in one-day international. Yep. Yes. And they're not entirely sure. I know Shubman Gill is up there in the number of runs this year. Uh, but uh, I'm sure uh, Vander Dozen is up there as well. Uh, he's been fairly consistent for a long time uh, in that number three position for them. Jason average is 56 career. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Shamsi, we can't even say he has a trick up his sleeve. He literally has tricks. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then they have this guy called Risa Hendricks. Yes, the he's in the backup list. Okay. He's in the squad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's in the reserves. That's quite a replacement. Yeah, and they have uh, good old Lungi Engidi available. Engidi is right. there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They have that classic seven eight issue, which doesn't help them sort of lengthen their batting the way an India can with Jadeja, right? I mean, Marco Jansen is clearly nowhere in the same league as Jadeja, and that. To me, is like literally their only Achilles heel in that sense. But I mean, but I'll go back to what Anand said, right? If the, the those in the top six, those guys are so solid, and they're all in the runs. They've all been making runs, you know, yeah. in the recent past. So literally, any of them can fire in any game. The uh, other thing to remember: they play spin better than most of the other teams. That yes. Klassen is a very very good player of spin. So is Miller. So is QDK. Yes. So they have the batting for that. Yeah. So, and that they all play the IPL. They play very well. They know they the pitches. The they know how exactly. to play in India. Here are two statistics for you, which are interesting. Highest average from a number five or lower in ODIs after 2019 World Cup, the last four years. The number one is David Miller, 50.7 average. Number two is Klassen, 53.45. Followed by Sikandar Raza, uh, Charit Asalanka, and Nicholas Puran. So Miller and Klassen are way up there in terms of the you know middle middle order. Miller's average in the last three years, till 2019, he averaged 38.7 with a strike rate of 100. In the last three years, he's averaging 60.7 with a strike rate of 114. There you go. This is like peak Miller time. Absolutely, <laughs> Miller and, time indeed. <laughs> yeah. And GT unleashed him this year. I think, as you point out, their weakest link is all-rounders. They would die to have a Callis or a Klusner right now. Oh, yeah. To complete the team. But Markram is a very good player. It's like that are the guys who take a team to a win. They know how to play a game. I, I'll take every chance to call him this, but he's the caveat Talayvan. But let's talk a little bit about it, right? They, their peak was obviously, you know, it started with the 1992 World Cup where the Quirt Lewis did them in against Correct. England. It was not the Quirt Lewis. It was Richie Beno. Three consecutive <laughs> okay. overs of lower scored runs were discarded from the team. That that's why. So that Duckworth Lewis was a after effect of a, of that game. Of that problem, yeah. Of that particular I mean, game. Anyway, sorry. Go on. My point is the. Every subsequent World Cup, they have found interesting ways to lose their way. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the best one was not understanding their, the parts. When they were, yeah, they were, they were hosts. <laughs> that was incredible. The guy actually played a forward defense 
Yes, he tapped the ball and he was told he's just lost the game. Yes. As they were, oh, they lost a place in the next round because of that. Yeah. yeah. So, he was their former coach and the current coach in the Mumbai Indians, right? That same guy. Then, yeah, then you just dropped the World Cup mate, right? Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> I mean, oh, we now know that that, that is not an accurate statement. That's just now been legend. More than that, that run out at the end, they still had a ball to go. Oh, God, yes. I mean, oh, it was God, like... Yes. Uh, it was like Vekatesh Prasad running in that match where they got tied, remember? It, it's inexplicable. Alan Donald with the ball, I don't know where somebody was pointing it out, right? Alan Donald with the ball is a completely different creature than Alan Donald with the bat. With the bat. <laughs> he is like yeah. freaked out of his mind. He's so scared. No, the I whole... mean, he was watching the ball, Anand. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. So, I, here is my theory. My theory is, if Lance Klusner had to hit 15 runs of the last three balls, they would have won. 10 runs of the last two balls, they would have won. But one or two runs of the last two balls, that's when everybody frees up. They didn't know what to do. Did hit uh, two boundaries of the first two balls. Yeah, yeah, he did. Now, I still remember one scene from that uh, game. The ball was racing towards the boundary. I think the game was at Edgebaster or Headingley. Edgebaster, I think. And Paul Reifer our umpire of nowadays, he dived and converted a 4 to a 3. 2 3, yeah, yeah. And the commentator said, even one run matters. Look at the focus and the energy that Rifle is throwing. It was true that one run did matter at the end. Yeah, like t- talking about all rounders, right? Even a Albi Morkel would make a difference. They had okay. a long list of great all rounders, yeah. And against uh, New Zealand in, in in the Australia New Zealand World Cup, the last one, right? Again, like you know, A. B. De Villiers, you could see the tension in his face when he was face in a Grant Elliott. I think hit it straight to his hands. The bo- mm-hmm. A. B. De Villiers is fumbling so much just to pick it up off the ground. <laughs> like what happens to these guys in crunch situations? It's like it's like yeah. a case study for somebody. So- it's a pity, but uh, if you remove uh, any of the, what you call, biases because of where you come from and all that stuff, a lot of people would like to see the South Africans win a World Cup. So, but anyway, I think it's a bridge too far this time. Yeah, exactly. Playoff for Titus again. I think they are good for playoffs. Then we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, but, but truly, this is the year I'm hoping that, you know, they somehow pull it off. I mean, they have the personnel to do it. Uh, they have some extremely good batters in great form. They have some very talented bowlers who, who if they do strike form, can be yeah. deadly. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I'm really hoping Kagiswar Abada bowls the way he did in previous IPLs, not in yes. the last one. The yes. way he bowled in the previous IPLs, really, really big-time value here. I think they will miss uh, Nokia, but that is unfortunate. Nokia is fantastic, but... Little I've seen of Kodzi, this guy can at least generate your 145. Seems like they're playing against us at the Eden Gardens. Right. And they have games in Motera, which they'll be happy about. Dharamsala, flat track, hit through the line. Lucknow, Delhi will turn. Then there's one in Pune, and there's a game in Chennai. They have one or two games in Mumbai. They'll do well there. The group of venues is pretty decent for them. Yeah, again, uh, they're playing Pakistan in Chennai which, funnily enough, might suit their spinners more than the Pakistani ones. <laughs> Very possible. I still remember how last year when Bangladesh towards South Africa, 
these guys sent them out to geberha and durban and prepared spinning tracks and bangladesh couldn't do anything as uh, maharajan harmer completely harmer simon yeah, harmer completely yeah. beat them out so it's not like these guys don't have capabilities on a spinning track now it is time to go to the champions of 1996 our friends okay. sri lanka ram yeah so i think you know after the highs of the 1996 world cup uh, i mean sri lanka has kind of been consistent right they finished runner ups in uh, 2007 and 2011 they made a semi final in 2003 but after that both the 2015 and the 2019 editions haven't gone particularly well for them and i am not 100% sure that this is the year where those fortunes will somehow turn and that they have the personnel to at least make the the knockouts if not like all the way to sort of begin with let's kind of look at their uh, squad a little bit number one i think they've been the most unlucky in terms of how they've been hit from an injury perspective so they're missing chamira they're missing hazaranga both of whom i would argue would have been first choice 11 first 11 players not neither of them are going to be playing then of course they've been lucky uh, in the sense that lahiru kumara is now back so so th- that is uh, certainly uh, a gain and then if you look at their main batters it kind of centers around patum nisanka nisanka has been doing really well looked at the stats over the last couple of years averaging about 46 47 healthy very healthy and then there is you know the name you mentioned some time ago anand who has been a very very effective number 5 batting down the order down the order again he has good numbers batting in the last couple of years he pulled off a key win for sri lanka against pakistan in the asia cup as well and i think their third uh, batter at least is possibly for me going to be dhananjay uh, de silva but dhananjay de silva's record isn't great i looked it up and like i mean somehow you know the way in which he plays and the way his stats show up there seem to be there seems to be a bit of a gap but because he bowls and he's going to be that number 5 num- num- number 6 batter with that ability to bowl a few overs five or six overs off spin is i think the reason he will play in that uh, first 11 and then of course there is our friend mendes who, who will complete uh, the the lineup there i mean they are a good team no doubts but again nothing like really eye catching perhaps with the exception of the the two csk personnel in their ranks the the young kid patirana about whom ms dhoni was like ore flowery right and then of course you know the mystery spinner in the form of fahish i think that kind of looks like what their first 11 you know will look like to me leading up into the tournament i think the asia cup is really frankly you know very solid win against uh, pakistan solid win against uh, bangladesh of course and, and i think they they, they stood up well despite kind of not having their ideal first team in there i think the only the, the person that i really want to watch out for is that young kid dige that is the way i think we we should pr- pronounce it bilalage he was extremely impressive during the the asia cup he probably bat or seven or eight and i mean he was so exciting i really hope they play him every game particularly the absence of azaranga i mean he would have had a similar role i would think right bat at the back end play bowl 10 overs of spin so hopefully he gets to play and then of course shanaka who has had some uh, challenges uh, again off field 
I mean, he was asked to resign from the captaincy, then he was brought back. There's some uncertainty going on there. But it's primarily been led by the fact, not so much the fact that Sri Lanka was all out for 50-odd playing the Asia Cup final against India, but more because his form with the bat has been terrible. And and really, I mean, his job was to do the finisher's job and, and that's something he's just simply not been able to do over the last, I don't know, five, ten games for sure, maybe even more. So that's kind of like where I feel Sri Lanka's problems are. I mean, they have a decent enough team. I mean, they have people who do their jobs really, really well. But as a unit, you know, whether they have enough steam to to go all the way or at least even to the knockouts is definitely for me a question mark. Thoughts? My question here is the length of their batting lineup because mm. Villalage, man, he's still young. He's had one good innings. If you remember, he was out for zero in the game against uh, Pakistan that followed. And having him coming at seven, followed by four non-batters, yeah. is a problem. So I will not be surprised if we might also see Dimuth in the game. Dimuth, yeah. Up top. Yeah. Mendes yeah. doesn't need to open. Mendes can come at three. Dashun Shanaka batting at seven works. You're assuming Shanaka will score some runs, right? Seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven is possibly a better place for him than six. I agree. Well, he's going to score a hundred against India, right? He'll be allowed to, <laughs> as we all know. The captain will feel sorry for him, even if he's on two. He'll say, "Don't get him out." That is true, and of course, they also have Samara Vikrama, who did well in Sri Lanka. He's an option. He, I mean, they could slip in instead of uh, Demuth as a top three, top four batter, and then you can stick with Mendes as an opener. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I think between Nisanka, Mendes and Dimoth, they'll bat the top three. Correct. Then we'll have Samaravikrama, Asalanka and De Silva as the next three. Hmm. And then Shalaka at seven, which gives them some batting depth. Yeah. With uh, De Silva, Asalanka, Shalaka all capable of bowling some. Yes, that's right. I mean, more than some, in fact. And then we and, have uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Actually, goals. Yeah, he's been bowling regularly. Yeah. If they are really brave, they'll go with two two seamers instead of having three. Just play Patirana and Kumara, and then mm. play Vilalage and Tikshana and have Tikshana open the bowling. After all, he's been doing it when he wears the yellow, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that yeah. solves a lot of problems because Vilalage bats, and I will bowl and just play one of Kumara and Madhushanka. Kumara will break down after four games. So that's fine. <laughs> True. Poor chap. <laughs> Poor chap. Yeah, but he's, he's at least got that express pace factor. He does. Which is why he's in my first 11. Yeah. No, no, no he, he does. does. He does. He's, he's a good bowler. He's a good bowler. But, I mean, they are missing Hasranga big time. Yeah, yeah. Hasranga gives them everything they needed. Batting, bowling, the balance, the works. Okay. And then you throw in Chamira, you don't have any of the other guys in the mix. Yeah. No. I mean, Chamira and Patirana and Lahiru Kumara will be some fast bowling attack. So, is Tikshana fit? Yes. They claimed a grade 3 hamstring tear and they said he'll be fine. Normally, grade 3 hamstring tears, I am given to believe that they'll take much, much longer than a couple of weeks to get okay. So... I don't know. In which case, of course, then it solves their problem, right? 
Belalage will be the number 8 i mean nishanka has been second only to gill this year in terms of runs scored in odis uh, i think there's a uae player in between but of the teams playing this world cup he's up there and fairly consistent so much to say shanaka will feel that why can't all the other 10 players be like nishanka you know patumni sankava irundha nalla irundha but i don't think this is a playoff team guys yeah, there's not yeah. enough firepower either in the batting or the bowling to get them through yeah i mean that, that we saw that game right that final 50 all out i mean it was a stark reminder us to the gap between india and no, not yeah, just I, india I, yeah i think a yeah, team but... like this needs rules like 2003 or 2007 to progress to the playoffs when you're playing mm-hmm. all other teams stuff yeah yeah they have to be in a favorable group to move forward yeah it's going to be very tough for them but they will go and upset the apple cart of a team or two i still remember in the last uh, world cup when they took down england i mean six of course was there you know the brand sri lanka brand came to the fore that year but again going back to 92 incidentally that was a record at the time the game against zimbabwe with Correct. the flower brothers so forget all the 400 scored by australia south africa many years later but that was the first time both teams i think scored 300 in the same game correct sinaka uh, chased it down it was it was also significant because they discovered jayasurya that game Jais, that whole concept of that he can actually come up the order and basically muscle everything <laughs> into submission. Did Jaisuriya start as a bowler? Yes, yeah, bowler, lower middle order, batter. Sri Lanka has a very rich cricketing history. They have had some great players over the years. I mean, unlike say a Bangladesh or an Ireland who I thought sort of pitchforked into yes, the big league these guys did a lot of time before they made it to the big leagues for those who remember 75 there was this match against australia when australia i think made 328 in the world cup 60 over world cup and uh, these guys responded thompson and uh, broke the nose of a couple of their players including mendes but mm. they were in the hunt for a long time Mm. I think they finished at 276 for four or something like that, chasing down 328. Yeah, yeah. That was a very, very good Australian team. Max Walker, Thompson, Lily, Chappell, Chappell, Doug Walters, Gary Gilmore. There was some team. And these yeah. guys had them struggling. All three of you, I think, have fond memories of Sri Lanka. I, I think wasn't your, your dad's have mm. some employment yeah. there. Yeah, and Ram, of course, built a bridge there with the help of squirrels and monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Different Ram. <laughs> I I actually have that game open. I heard it in the first Kuti story from Harsha Bogle. I have it open. Sunil Vettimani was retired hurt. Dilip Mendes was retired hurt, and Tomo. Sunil Vettimani. Uh, there was a yeah, brother. Yeah. Three oh, brothers. Okay, okay, okay. Siddharth. We all remember Siddharth Vettimani, but Sunil Vettimani precedes him. Uh, Jeff Thompson, twelve overs, five maidens, twenty-two runs, one wicket, three noses, two heads. <laughs> that, that was pretty amazing what they did. Yeah, think... Sunil Vettimoni actually is a better batter than Siddharth Vettimoni, but Sunil Vettimoni and Anurag Tenakoon didn't last long enough to make it to the tests. They mm-hmm. were gone by then, no. but they were top-class batters. There was a guy called David Hine. So 
the mendes the ranatunga and badula varnapura all came afterwards roy dias of course yeah yeah roy dias yeah now that's a play roy dias i mean that yes. game i think roy dias made the most runs in the chase right in the 3 uh, 75 sangakkara and mahila jayavarthane were, were very special right yes as was arvind de silva as was arvind de silva what a player so yeah. now these guys have a fantastic history for such a tiny little nation தோமஸ் and i have actually watched a game with this i think we kept up guide alves he he was yeah. used to play and dulipentes was a little guide alves yes yes yeah, yeah. alves yes but dulipentes was for example from st thomas mount lavinia and there's a battle of the maroons between nalanda and ananda so this is big i mean they mm. call them colleges but they were really schools and cricket was it was a huge festival it used to be a one day game it became a three day game to this day this is seriously intense cricket it's like those eton harrow games and all that stuff so there is a similarity yeah. as you mentioned anand with the english boarding schools i remember watching a game at one of the grounds where they beat a pakistan team that had imran khan intikab alam zahir abbas javed mehandar sarfraz nawaz asif iqbal majid wow. khan full, that was their team okay it was a full Pakistan team and Sri Lanka won. So those were the days when you could just put a blanket and the ball used to roll to you and somebody hit a boundary and you could throw it back uh, and Intika Bala would catch the ball and then they'll continue playing those days. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, like some of the big criticisms of Sri Lanka is that it is unless you go to a school like that, you can never make it to the cricket team. unlike mm-hmm. say india where you can come from a rural background you can be ms dhoni and still make it to the team that is after so that that, uh, that is now that only happened after dalmia vengsarkar and i think yeah. akran vaingakar started yeah. that whole program well, to go all over the country is, yeah exactly talent development infrastructure thing before that it was all cities and in chennai for example in tamil nadu for example it only chennai forget the districts everybody used chennai, to be chennai bangalore the- delhi and mumbai right i mean those are the only yeah. four places from where people played test matches few people once kapil dev came chandigarh happened yeah. haryana yeah you had to so in a way anand actually yeah actually it looks like then if there is like a concentrated pool in a small island it is better to foster the game and bring out the players than a widespread uh, diaspora of players where right might be difficult to first of all please everybody and then find the real talent versus the entitled ones right what do you think applies right? for new zealand too and then you have rachin ravindra opening batting this kid remember he made his test debut in india and he saved the test Yeah, he did. He can only go on to do bigger things from here. Sri Lanka, I think, will be reduced to remembering their past. There'll be a couple of games where they'll be doing something. But not much more than that. They have some great fans, with the exception of one individual. And I will not name the individual. He's a blot on the sport. Wasn't this card? (laughs) uh, He's a blot on the sport. 
wrapping up this episode with a question of the day. What will the BCCI do if there is rain at the Motera on October 14th? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, Guwahati warm up, put the poor English through all of that and then they sit out a washed out game. I mean, um, I don't know. A handful. I, I really hope. Maybe, you know, when every team plays every other team, it, it shouldn't matter as much. Motera, Will there be no. a reserve day on the first day of Navratri? That's my question. I, I, I don't see it happen because I think ICC controls it, right? I don't see it happen. Yeah. Who controls ICC? <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is super tricky. If anything of this happens, we'll talk about it in our next episode. Our next review episode will feature the defending champions, England, and the team that finished second and the, also the losing finalists in the previous World Cup, New Zealand. So tune in to see if Kane will be able to extract partial retribution for being denied the big prize on July 14, 2019. One kick ad I forgot. I asked at the beginning who replaced Vakar Yunus for the 1992 Pakistan team. The answer is one Iqbal Sikandar. Check him out. What's special about him? That is it. He replaced Vakar Yunus in that okay. squad. Four ODIs, one run, 210 balls, three wickets, bowling average of 49, best bowling of one for 30. That is highly unremarkable. That is Iqbal for someone who. Yeah, for someone who played a World Cup. The Sunil, Sunil Walson of Pakistan in a way. Right? <laughs> Sunil Walson didn't even do that. <laughs> so in January 1991, playing for Karachi Whites against Peshawar in a one-day match, he recorded an extraordinary bowling analysis of 6.2 overs, 3 maidens, 7 runs and 7 wickets. And that's why he made it to the World Cup. Yeah. One mm. game. That's how we brought 3D Vijay Shankar into the team last time, right? Ooh. No, but one Vijay game. Shankar had a Terrific run in the India's T20. Yeah, the India T20 League. Oh, yes, that is true. Smart. And that's why he got drafted and GT let him lose, basically. They didn't abuse. I think any any player who goes to SRH, you know, they lose yeah, confidence. Doomed. Yeah, Seriously. they would rather be injured like Washi. That explains why Washi gets injured all the time. <laughs> What's worse, they might trade him to Punjab. Oh, yeah. The only thing that is worse is to get traded into Punjab. Or RCB. Oh, he did come from RCB. So, it doesn't matter. He's already done the RCB. <laughs> Before we wind up, I saw a video today which I hope is old and not something that happened today. Mohamed Siraj bowling to Virat Kohli and Virat Kohli gets hit on the hand. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, no, let it not be today. Let it be something way in the this past. This chap is notorious. I mean, he, he hit Mayank in England. Washi. He hit Washi in SRH Nets. Man. I mean, he hit Kohli did laugh at Siraj when he chased that ball to the boundary, right? Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. Like, By the way, I did I did, he, I did read somewhere that Virat Kohli left to Mumbai. He's not with the team to, for a family emergency today. Oh, wow. Today? Yeah, today. Oh. And netizens, okay. netizens are debating the family should take priority over country. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> netizens are... <laughs> All these netizens, their only uh, competition is their source in the BCCI. Those guys are just as good. Oh, yes, yes. 
Sources, anonymous sources. Yeah. Either they are from BCC or they are from IANS. IANS. <laughs> so thank you for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. Our hosts for this podcast are Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian, Vasant Kumar, Anand Kumar Shankaran, and Ramakrishnan G.I.R. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.